Hey, what is up, family? And welcome to another episode of the Dad Different Podcast. My name is Jeffrey, and in this podcast, we talk faith, family, and fatherhood, and really what it means to be men who are raising our families the best we can. Though we face struggles and challenges daily, it's about stepping up and being men who are committed to leading our families well. So thanks for joining me on this journey. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about raising boys to men and just how important it is to understand that our boys will soon one day become men. So I hope you stay tuned and let's get into this episode. All right. So fam, I hope you are doing well. And before I get into anything else, I just want to send out a huge thank you to everybody who's just been tuning in from the very first episode up until this current one. And I mean a huge thank you. Uh, it's been a couple of months and I've just been having so much fun uh, sharing with you guys through this podcast. And it's definitely something that I want to take to the next level. So once again, thank you. And I look forward to continuing this journey and sharing with you guys for the years to come. And so in this episode today, I want to talk a little bit about raising boys to men and really why that's important to kind of wrap our heads around that even though our uh, boys might be young, one day they will certainly become men soon enough, really right before our eyes. And really the importance of certain things that I personally uh, want to drive home. Uh, so that way, uh, you know, we can prepare our boys to be uh, the best men, uh, best husbands, uh, best fathers and leaders that they can be. And so, you know, last episode, on, you know, hashtag girl dad, I discussed how raising a daughter or daughters is just different, right? It changes a man, uh, really, to be honest. And, you know, for some who thought, you know, they were a tough, no emotion showing type of guy, I guarantee that having a daughter changes that. And it changes that almost immediately. I mentioned how, you know, we move different. I move different uh, in the way that I interact with my daughters, you know, Amelia and Scarlett. You know, I don't engage them the same way that I do my boys because, you know, quite frankly, that's how it should be. You know, I think Having multiple children, if you're in that same boat, you know, you kind of have to approach each child differently because each child responds differently. And so we have to keep that in mind that there's not going to be one cookie cutter way uh, to, to raise our kids, especially when we're dealing with two, three or four or maybe more different personalities. Right. And so uh, and especially on the topic of raising daughters, I think that is that rings so true. And while I'm, you know, how, while I've been thinking about this, I'm reminded by something that, you know, the late Kobe Bryant said uh, about having girls. And really, this is where the entire, you know, girl that thing came from. You know, he said, I would have five more girls if I could. Man, that right there shows really just how magical raising daughters is. You know, in the midst of that, though, you know, I want to ensure that I'm raising them right. You know, I want to ensure that my daughters know what 
it means, uh, you know, to be loved properly, what it means uh, to be treated well. And so those are some of the things, what it means to, you know, be spoken to with respect, right? Those are some of the things that, you know, even at an early age, I want them to understand. And so I am extremely blessed, you know, to have girls, to be raising daughters who one day will become women independent and uh, really driving home uh, some of the things that, you know, uh, we're, we're teaching them. And I'm extremely blessed to not be doing it alone, though. And so shout out to my wife, who is just the most caring person I know, really. Um, and we talk about, you know, being selfless. Uh, that is my wife. You know, she is a wonderful mother. Um, and that right there is uh, certainly an understatement, uh, a true, true understatement. And I'm excited that my daughters really get to see such a great example of a godly woman, mother, and wife all in one, you know, as they grow up, you know, and really not to mention all the other great examples uh, that are around. So I've fully embraced being a girl that I love it. Uh, I enjoy it and learning from and teaching them is something I look forward to daily. And, you know, quite honestly, this is something I definitely like to speak on uh, more about. So definitely be on the lookout for part two of hashtag girl dad. But Let's change uh, focus real quick. You know, today I want to bring the focus on raising boys or even at a young age, I'd like to think that I'm raising men. You know, boys are, are definitely a different breed. Let's talk about that for a second. I mean, they talk different. They move different. Uh, they play different. And really the list goes on and on. And me and my wife have uh, two boys ages 12 and four. And that right there is a huge age gap. So you can imagine some of the struggles that we go through daily, right? And growing up fatherless, I sometimes wish I had a father around to lead me and guide me, right? And in some of the things and areas of my life. And as much as I suppressed that fact uh, and told myself that I was okay, I really wasn't. And you know, obviously that is uh, some of the transparency and some of the honesty that I've shared on this uh, podcast is that, you know, you've come to the realization that, you know, though you might feel that you're doing okay, we certainly aren't. And all that to say really is boys need their fathers. And I'm going to say that one more time. Boys need their fathers. I don't think there should be any argument around this. The absence of a fatherly figure in the lives of young men comes with really such strong consequences, right? You know, we've mentioned before that father wound, right? There it is again. The wound that I personally carried around with me for a very, very long time. The wound that I finally had to come to grips with and be honest with myself about how it was affecting me and the way that I was raising my family, the way that I was interacting with my wife, the way that I was with my children. And so something had to be done and really done immediately. And I wanted to heal for, uh, I wanted to heal for my family before things got worse. You know, that pain and hurt and really the feeling of abandonment is something that I do not want my boys and of course my daughters as well to ever have to experience. And so what did that mean? 
that meant for me uh, being intentional and understanding the importance of my presence. And I want you to understand that too, that we have to be intentional and we have to understand that there is great importance in our presence to our families and to our children. And to me, you know, it's really not enough to just be there physically, right? Because let's be honest, uh, some of us men, some of us fathers and husbands, we play that part quite well. And I mean very well, that we're there physically, um, but are we really there uh, emotionally? So it, it was pushing beyond that, you know, pushing beyond the, the notion that, you know, being here physically was enough. Um, but I also had to be there presently as well, being there uh, emotionally um, as well, you know, pouring into my family, pouring into our families, you know, on the path to healing and well-being is something that was at the forefront of my mind. And so in the midst of that, right, in the midst of uh, understanding my role, in the midst of understanding what had to be done, uh, I had to take rein. I had to understand that, you know, some of the things that I went through like, I don't want my children to go through that. And so, um, you know, in the midst of that, I still need to understand, you know, that I'm raising these children. I still needed to understand that I'm raising these boys uh, who will someday become men. And so a lot of the things that I do now, uh, which are certainly things that I didn't have growing up, are just to ensure that my wife and I are preparing them to walk in that path of manhood the best way possible. And, you know, society has certainly tainted, you know, so much of what we think about parenthood, so much of what we think about motherhood, fatherhood, manhood, and really just raising a family in general. And really, I want to break away from a lot of those things so that we are not repeating a cycle of raising broken men and women. That's right. We want to break that cycle. Uh, we want our children to grow up, uh, to be strong men and to be strong women. You know, uh, a great quote by Frederick Douglass that I've shared before is that it's easier uh, to raise strong children than it is to repair broken men. Man, that that sounds so true. And that hits so close to home because a lot of us have gone through that. We've gone through uh, the boyhood ages and now we're men with families and, um, you know, and children. And we're just trying to figure this thing out. We're just trying to understand uh, how can we do this? Uh, but at the same time, you know, a lot of us might fall back into that repeated cycle. And so that's what we want to break away from. We want to raise uh, strong men and strong women. And that really begins um, when they're children. That really begins in the moments that we make while they're children. And so our children deserve more, right? And I know you know that, and I know that. And I am certainly up to the challenge to ensure that we are doing the best that we can to ensure that me and my wife, we are doing the best that we can uh, to raise them uh, from boys to men. And so uh, in today's episode, I want to share uh, with you all three points, uh, just three points uh, that I wish to drive home uh, with my boys as we raise them uh, from boys to men. And as always, I'd love to hear from you and your thoughts as well. 
you know, uh, this is certainly a community that I want to hear from because there's certainly dads uh, who've been doing it a whole lot longer than I am. And I think it is such a blessing uh, to have that opportunity um, to not only be listened to, uh, to those who've been doing it longer, but also want to hear from those who've been doing it much longer as well. So go ahead and chime in. Uh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at idaddifferent uh, or on Facebook, or you can email me as well. And just to share uh, some of those thoughts um, as well. And so without further ado, uh, let's get into it. Let's get into some of these thoughts, uh, some of these lessons um, that, you know, I want my boys to live by and uphold as they grow from boys to men. And so the first point is that I really want them to always know, always understand that one day that they will be men, uh, that they will grow up. And, you know, I don't think it's ever too early to begin thinking this way, right? I mean, sure, we want to give them a childhood and perhaps things that uh, we didn't have. Um, but a part of that, believe it or not, a big part of that is preparing them. Because think about it. A lot of us, we didn't have those role models in our lives or perhaps the positive role model, right? We didn't have that. So a lot of the, you know, I want my, I want to give my kids something I didn't have, uh, you know, take out the material things right then and there. Your presence is giving them something that they didn't have, preparing them uh, to be strong children, to be strong men, uh, to be strong women. That's something uh, that you didn't have. So really, right then and there, we're already winning uh, in that category. And so there's so many amazing teaching moments that we can have when we are intentional, right? There is a key there, um, and that's to be intentional in our roles as fathers um, in raising our children. And boys will indeed become men. Let's talk about that for a second. They will indeed one day become men. And we've all heard that saying that boys will be boys, right? And really the notion behind that, it means, you know, that boys will be boys, that boys will act in a certain way. Uh, they will talk in a certain way. And for me, I want to break away from that. Boys will be boys. Let's cross that out. But let's understand that boys will be men. So even at an early age, we have to let them know that their actions have consequences, uh, that the things that they do and say have consequences. So they really can't go around acting uh, the way that they want or doing the things that they feel uh, that they want um, just because that they are boys and just because one day they'll magically grow out of it. Because a lot of things that we do and did um, as young kids, uh, a lot of that stuff may follow us. A lot of that stuff may um, really uh, put us in a place where it triggers a certain um, point in our lives. So we got to understand that uh, that boys will be boys is something that we cannot let fly. And really what that means is that uh, this means that, you know, they can either become well-raised, responsible men, or they can grow uh, to be broken, left fighting, left fighting like a lot of us had, left fighting 
uh, you know, to understand uh, what did we do wrong or maybe left fighting, understand uh, why we're not loved or why we're not able to reciprocate uh, that love simply because we did not ourselves receive that. And so we want them to understand uh, that one day they'll be men. And uh, I shared a, an episode you know, on legacy, a lot of this ties into that. Uh, we want to uh, leave behind that legacy. We want to build that legacy of building strong men, of building strong uh, children, right? And so that legacy will then pour into their legacy that they're going to leave behind for their children and their families as well. And so Boys will be men. They will become men one day. And the actions, the words that we speak, and the examples that we set will all play um, into 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 that whole matter. So that's point number one that I want my boys to drive home. Well, I, that I want to drive home to my boys so that way they can live by and uphold these as they grow. And the second one is, uh, and this one is real big, is that I want them to understand that their feelings matter. That's a big one, that their feelings matter. You know, going back, you know, to that cliche saying boys will be boys. We've also heard the one that boys don't cry. And that couldn't be farther than the truth. That is certainly probably one of the worst things that we can tell our boys is that boys don't cry. And the problem with that is when we're telling our boys to that, that they don't cry, what we're essentially telling them to do is take whatever you're feeling, take the emotions that you're feeling and bottle them up and just throw them off to the side or crumble them up and put it deep down in your pockets. That's not to come out. And so a lot of us have gone through this motion. A lot of us have lived through that saying that boys don't cry. And as men, what we have done is we have essentially suppressed a lot of the feelings that we've had growing up. We've have suppressed a lot of, um, you know, of that father wound, right? We've suppressed that so deep. Um, and to the point where some of us have maybe forgotten about it, but I've shared that, you know, even though, uh, we may not be feeling, uh, um, you know, the, the consequences of that father wound, believe that it's there because it is there. And what's going to happen is it's going to be a, a certain point in time in your life where those wounds, the the, the feeling of uh, the lack of love, the lack of words of affirmation, um, you know, the feeling of abandonment, those feelings are going to come out. And it's going to be a whirlwind of problems when we're trying to figure these things out. And I know for me, those feelings came out uh, you know, very subtly, you know, um, you know, I dated my then girlfriend, uh, who is now my wife, you know, things were good. Um, and then we got married, things are good. And so, but early on, uh, in our marriage, I began to see that, you know, this is really no longer about me. Uh, this is really no longer, uh, about, you know, how strong can I be or, you know, how long can I, uh, put aside and push aside these feelings? I understood that I am at a point now where the things that I didn't have and, uh, the feelings that were not portrayed to me as a young man are now, uh, trying to fight their way through to this relationship. And it began affecting the way, uh, that, you know, um, 
I was interacting with my family. You know, uh, one of the examples of that is when my wife would tell me that, you know, I'm a good father or, um, you know, I'm a good husband and I'm doing, I'm doing a good job. It was extremely difficult for me to accept these things because number one, uh, I've never saw what that was, right? I never saw the example of a good husband or a good father. And so for me uh, to visualize that and to uh, conceptualize that and to receive that, it was quite difficult. And so this was something that I had to work at and quite frankly, uh, still working at. But just as an example, uh, those are one of the things that were coming out because of the feelings that were suppressed uh, through this father wound. And so I want my boys to understand that boys can indeed cry. Men can indeed cry. We can indeed show emotion because we are emotional beings, number one, and that is an outlet of how we can express ourselves. And so when they come uh, uh, to me with, you know, whatever the emotion may be, uh, we have to learn to uh, accept those emotions. And on the topic of acceptance, a lot of this, and you might be in a, a different boat, is that a lot of this is cultural. For me, coming from the Haitian culture, emotions was really something that was there, that was not there, excuse me, that was not there, or if it was, it was there at the bare minimum. And sometimes you'd have to go digging uh, and I mean really digging uh, to get that. And so really uh, the the emotions department was one that always seemed closed off. It was one that, you know, wasn't really visited because it was one that um, our parents themselves um, probably didn't receive um, as well. And so uh, it, it made it tougher for them uh, to show uh, those emotions. And so your feelings matter. You know, to my sons, your feelings matter. It's okay to show emotion. Uh, it's okay, um, you know, to uh, to come to mom and dad with those emotions because we are there for you. We are there uh, to help you understand uh, these emotions. And so this whole boys don't cry, uh, we can ask that too um, because it is one of the things that are being repeated in the sense of, um, you know, raising children who are then uh, broken as well and just are just repeating uh, that cycle. And so I want my boys to know that, you know, uh, I want to hug upon them. Uh, I want to love upon them. I want to, uh, you know, uh, give them words of affirmation, um, you know, things that I didn't have that I felt affected me dearly um, as a young man um, and even as a young father and as a young husband. And so, boys, I want you to understand that your feelings matter, that it is okay to express yourselves, that it is okay to come to mom and dad with those feelings. And so that is point number two of the things that I want my boys to live by and understand and uphold as they grow from boys to men. And the last one really is something um, that I uh, obviously want them to understand and something that they will grow into uh, themselves is, you know, the power of prayer, right? Uh, the power of prayer. Uh, and really where I want to get with that is 
is based off of a uh, a quote that I heard, uh, read um, not too long ago, and it says that you know if you're not praying as uh, if you're not praying about your role as a father, uh, then you are in trouble. And that right there, um, and even now, as I'm uh, saying this and thinking about it, is something that continues to rock me. It's because how many of us can be honest with ourselves that we are praying about our roles as a father, that we are praying about our role as a husband and as a leader. And, you know, present company, I'll be the first one to raise my hand and say that I wasn't really praying about that at all. I wasn't really, um, you know, going deep into the possibilities of how can I do this better? How can I raise my family better? How can I father my children better? You know, a lot of it comes from, you know, understanding that, you know, this is, uh, you know, like a autopilot sort of position, you know, uh, that we are fathers, that we are here, that we are present and, and so essentially our entire being um, of doing this is essentially on autopilot, meaning we are only alert and we are only, um, you know, we're only in the moments that matter. Um, but other than that, we are essentially on autopilot. And, you know, that is something that is destroying, I think, our fathers uh, that is destroying our husbands is that a lot of us are on that autopilot setting. We're, we're here, but we're not here. Uh, you know, we might physically be in a room, but where are we really? And so, uh, number one, we have to understand that, you know, we got to be intentional. Uh, we got to understand that our families come first. For a lot of us, uh, we didn't have, you know, that sort of, um, you know, feeling of family, right? A lot of us may come from uh, a broken environment, whatever that may look like for you. And so we have to understand that we got to be intentional. We got to push forward. Um, you know, just as we say in the intro, though we face struggles and challenges daily, you know, it's about committing. It's about being committed to leading our families well. And so let's stay committed. Uh, let's pray. Let's plead. Let's go before God and ask him uh, to give us wisdom, right? Uh, wisdom in, in terms of how to lead our families, uh, wisdom in terms of how to make the decisions that we need to make that will better our families. Because uh, believe it or not, it's not about us anymore. You know, a lot of us might be X amount of years into a marriage, X amount of years into uh, being a father, and we're still coming into grips with uh, the fact that it's really not about us anymore. Um, there is so much more. There are people that are literally counting on our well-being. And that first well-being comes from healing from uh, the past and in the things that we have experienced. And so uh, we got to understand that it's not about us. And so uh, we got to pray. Uh, we got to show our boys, right, uh, that prayer is key. We got to show our boys that a real man actually goes on his knees, right? A real man goes on his knees before God. And really, that is where we're going to get uh, the source of our strength to lead our families, the source of our strength to go through the everyday struggles and challenges that we might face as fathers, husbands, and leaders. And so I want my boys to understand uh, that the posture that I take um, is the one that's going to allow me to lead them well. You know, it's not me 
uh, sitting on the couch. It's not me, um, you know, just uh, going into things that may not matter, but it's me going before God. It's showing them exactly uh, how a man should lead uh, his family. And so that's the third point is that I want my boys to understand the power of prayer. I want my boys to understand uh, that when they're in that position uh, as fathers and husbands, that they need to be praying for those roles. Um, and that starts with me. I want them to see that uh, in my role as a father, in my role as a husband, as they grow from boys to men, that I'm praying about that, uh, that I'm asking God to give me the wisdom that I need to lead my family well. So guys, I want to thank you for joining me today for another episode on the Dad Different Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to share and leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not subscribed yet, I'd love for you to do so. That way we can continue to grow the community and celebrate this wonderful journey called fatherhood together. Also, I'd love to hear from you. You can check out more of Dad Different on Facebook at I Dad Different, Instagram at Dad Different, or by email at I Dad Different at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And to all my dads out there, let's stay committed to leading our families well. Our kids are not looking for perfection. They are looking for our presence. So don't stop being present. Don't stop being different. And so until next time on the Dad Different Podcast, I'm your host, Jeffrey, and I will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you.